0: I come from a poor family, yeah, yeah. We ain't never had a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Lord been good to us, yeah, yeah. Now we riding on the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from a poor family, yeah, yeah. We ain't never had a lot. Well, good morning, Richie. All right, right, well, right in the house. Richie in the house. Or in the boat.
1: Yeah, on the boat. In, in? On. It's yeah. kind of like a
0: plane, right? Like... In the plane. Tell people you want yeah, hey, we've got to get on the plane, but really you're getting in, in the plane. Yeah. So maybe so guys, we're getting on the boat.
1: We're getting on the boat and now we're in the boat. Now we're <laughs> in the boat. Well the sails are up and we are rowing rowing on the stream we are or, um, on the stream how's your morning answer. so far richie
0: <laughs> here we are uh ready to get going i'm doing good how you doing ray
1: we're all right we got this uh quick coffee from
0: uh, 7-eleven triple shot energy <laughs> starbucks french vanilla you yeah. are doing it and doing it right
1: we didn't have time i didn't have time to make coffee but um you know a little uh drink from uh 7-eleven will do you good sometimes yeah i got the old uh pod <laughs> <laughs> works fine (laughs) works fine it does the job (laughs) all right guys we're on episode seven and we're so stoked that uh things are rolling you know uh we didn't i didn't think it would be you know we just tried it out and uh
0: here we are here we are seven uh, weeks later uh about to talk continue to um inject faith questions things about the business and talk about construction items so great Mm -hmm. great place for if you're a business owner a christian business owner yeah. or just you know a regular person wants to tune in and and get some get some uh stuff from the boat life <laughs> yeah the, <boat. laughs> the business the boat life. life hopefully so. we're
1: we are uh being compasses for you guys but definitely for our homeowners or people looking to buy a house yep. i think this is a great podcast so if you guys know anyone that uh is in that uh, space mm-hmm. uh man let them know let them know boat podcast builder boat of all things builder
0: of all things all right rich we're
1: gonna get into our first stream which is faith uh, so let's get right in how do you handle the storms in your business and life wow. and so i, I think uh, one thing i'm looking at the, the questions here and what what first what are storms to you and how do you handle them
0: yeah <clears throat> storms man uh we all go through them mm. uh, first and foremost uh, you're most successful business owners, most, what you look at is the most successful family, uh, kind of people, you know, people you might look up to, pastors or mm-hmm. some kind of husband and wives you look at as your role model or a friend or, uh, you know, any person, uh, we all go through storms, you know, and, uh, especially, you know, I think business owners and husband and wives and, uh, we all go through it. We're gonna go through a storm. So what is a storm? I mean, it could be so many things. It could be, mm-hmm. Um, Some type of trial and tribulation, uh, you know, in your business could be the finances uh, yeah. and as business owners that sometimes can, you know, things in life that happen, somebody dies, you guys going through something in your relationship, mm-hmm. anything that happens, it can be part of a storm in your business because you're running it. You know, or you're you're leading something. So I think all those things tie in into what a storm is um, in the faith. Stri- scripturally, when you think of storms, obviously there's boats involved <laughs> <laughs> right. most of the time. Right. So mm-hmm. um, one that I really like, you know, been digging into, you know, me personally, Richie, I'm going through a, a storm in my life right now. And, uh, <clears throat> mm. you know, the scripture that I turned to recently in this season is Mark chapter 4 35 through 41 i would love to read it let everybody kind of yeah. get the context of where i'm coming um from through this story but it's the story of jesus going through a storm with his disciples uh they were on land you know and uh uh just finishing healing some people and i and i think they're doing some work jesus was doing his <laughs> thing and then uh you know this is where the story uh starts uh That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. (laughs) Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. Um, A furious storm came up. The waves broke over the boat and it was already filling with water. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Or you could say a pillow. (laughs) Um the disciples woke woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, peace, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Uh, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Um, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? He even, even the wind and the waves obey him, right? Mm. So that story is uh, very uh, significant in so many different ways. Uh, it's been my story to kind of look at during this season of my life. Mm. Um, we're all going through some kind of storm. You know, uh, mine in particular, um, there are like three perspectives you can look at this story. Okay. And I'm going to share those three different positions, right? Number one, um, are you on the boat without Jesus Number two, are you on the boat with Jesus and you woke him up? Kind of like what we heard from the story. And then are you on the boat with Jesus and you don't wake him up? So those are the three perspectives. So whatever storm you're going in, going through, and the storm I'm going through, it could be a death in the family. Could mm-hmm. be, because uh, death is hard, you know, and that's a storm. Mm-hmm. It could be finances. Finances can is your provision, your food, your your bills. You right. know, uh, your next step moves, kids' diapers. I mean, finances is a big one. Business sure. yeah. can be you know things going wrong, uh, manpower variances that you didn't count on. Which kind of create finance problems or, um, homeowner, uh, situations, uh, whatever it is, uh, could be business life. It could be relationship with, you know, um, you and your girlfriend or a Mm -hmm. husband and wife or a father and a son, or, you know, so there's so many storms that are like trials and tribulations in our lives and, um, going through them. I think there's these three positions, Mm. you know, uh, number one, are you on the boat without Jesus? So. That is a scary place to be. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, so I want to start there. And I think that's where I'm real thankful that, um, you know, I, I have this place of faith. I have this Mm. place to, to know that, you know, I have, I have a Jesus to wake up, right? Or the Jesus to go to that, um, in certain situations, like in this, in this in particular situation, I mean, Jesus was on the stern asleep. Mm-hmm. Right on a pillow, <laughs> cushion, cushion, <laughs> just like knocked out. Right, just and there's a storm happening. It said even the boat was filling water, so you know he's wet,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he's but he's still knocked out. Like, yeah, yeah. he he must have been really tired from <laughs> he healing people. From healing. <laughs> That's why they said they just took him as he was because he was probably like, Man, dude, i don't beat, which is kind of cool because it shows he's human, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. but you know, he was he was asleep on the stern, and when I think of that, you know, um, is like. Driving a car, right? You know, when you're driving the car. So they were like looking at him like he was negligent or something. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, how come, you know, how come you're not helping us? Like, do you even care? Yeah, yeah. But it's like he wasn't the one driving. He wasn't at the wheel. He was like in the back of the car sleeping. He was already, he was trusting already, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he was at the wheel and then fell asleep. Yeah. yeah. He was like, you guys are at the wheel. I'm going to trust and go to sleep, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was like knowing that. Um, you know, he's, he's got that, he knows that he's a knower of all things. So having him on the boat was crucial. Cause if you don't in your business or your situation, your relationship or finances or anything you're going through in life, it's like, you know, it's, if you don't have that comfort that you have, you know, the, the guy who can control the waves and the winds Mm -hmm. in the, in the back of your boat, then it's like, you know, what do you have? You know? And so I don't have an answer to that. I don't have an answer to not having Jesus in my boat. That's a scary place to be, you Uh know? So um, that's number one perspective that, you know, how do you handle the storms in your life and business? Number one, make sure Jesus is in your boat, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Make sure Jesus is in your boat. Number two, uh, if he's on the boat, uh, if if Jesus is on your boat, you wake him up. So that's the story here is like uh, what I really like is that, um, actually, I'm going to skip that position. I'm going to go on the boat with Jesus, and you don't wake him up Okay. first. And okay. the reason why I'm going to do that, because that's, I think, my storm. Mm-hmm. It's like I think some people get so comfortable in their faith um, and have they know who's in the boat that sometimes they take the wheel and they try to go through these situations in life without waking up Jesus. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I think I get in this place of c- – Maybe confidence and overconfidence and okay. pride where you forget like, yeah, Jesus is on the boat and he's sleeping and he's having faith. But I think the relationship needs to continue with God, you know, and I think I was in a position in my life where um, in the season of my life where, you know, I wanted to take the the wheel, but through the storm and things are starting to water starting to fill up. I think that's yeah, a connect yeah. to like, hey, don't forget who you have on the boat.
1: Right, right. Well, it's hard to to gauge mm. Confidence and overconfidence and faith, but I, I guess that's something that you need to learn over time. Right? It's not something that you can, you know, be like discern really, uh, you know, one hundred percent. Is that, does that sound uh, accurate?
0: Yeah, I think ultimately, um, the cool thing is, is when they freaked out, you know, the, the third position, uh, mm-hmm. they woke up Jesus. Their mm-hmm. response was a little funky right yeah <laughs> like yeah. don't you care about us kind of yeah. wake up right so i think waking <laughs> yeah. him up is key you know because he wants us to turn to him he knew right right, right? Yeah. He, he knew all along that uh where they were going you know so um as a business mm-hmm. owner as a, a husband as a father and all these things in life uh, uh-huh. i think the the biggest key in life is um especially if you're on the boat know that jesus set the gps yeah Yeah. He said, (laughs) let's go to the other side. So basically he put in the address. (laughs) Address in ways and uh, Google Maps. (laughs) He did. He pressed it and pressed send. So when that happens and you're on the boat, it's kind of like we talked about before is like, it's going down the stream. It's going to hit his destination. There's a reason why Jesus chose that address uh-huh. in the GPS yeah. to have faith through that. But during the storm, during that journey, there are going to be times where you can't really just look at the view, right? And enjoy mm-hmm. the journey. Like we're saying, there's some times where you got to grab the helm and realize there's a storm, but yeah. you also got to recognize that you can't do it on your own. Yeah, You can't survive on your own. Yeah. You can't take the the wheel and, and it, especially I think you know there's a key point in there it says the, it's filling up with water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean that's like a point where it's starting to sink yeah right i think that is where that threshold is is yeah there's a there's a point of having faith and trusting in him and and things like that and you you don't reach out to him but there's a certain point where you got to say okay i got to wake up i got to i got to pray and talk to my lord i uh-huh. need i need i know The GPS is headed this direction, but I need to have that relationship with him to wake him up. I think he didn't mind waking up. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. think he woke up and was, like, irritated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that was a situation. I think he was more in a a response to them, like, because he didn't get up and say, why y'all wake me up? He was more like, I got you. Boom. Peace be still. But the way you woke me up, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like, you woke me up saying, why would I do this to you? Yeah,
1: that's interesting.
0: The way you woke me up. It's not about... You waking me up. And I mm-hmm. hear a lot of times people saying, you know, we should just have faith and go, but then we're doing it on our own. Mm-hmm. And that's where my, where sometimes you can get into this failure. When you start doing it on your own, you think you have control of the, the will. Yeah. and you need to let go of the will sometimes, especially in the storm mm-hmm. and wake up Jesus. But what was really cool about this, and a lot of people say, you know, Jesus will bring the peace, mm-hmm. but it looked like when you were reading here, He actually transferred the fear. It says they were terrified and asked each other, "Who is this?" Even the wind and waves obey, so they were f- scared of the storm. And then when they, when Jesus like spoke Come to man. it and it stopped, yeah. then they were scared of Him. Yeah, not not scared, <laughs> but they had fear of the storm, and then they had fear of Him. And I think mm-hmm. that fear is more of a, a reverence fear, like okay. Yeah, Kind of like a a dog or a pit bull. Imagine a big pit bull and uh, first time somebody's kind of approaching you and the first time you ever hear that pit bull really like with his teeth (laughs) and you as, you know, behind the pit bull, like I've always loved this pit bull. We've loved, we've, we've rolled around together, but oh my gosh, like it just put a fear into you because you know what he can do, Yeah, but he's protecting you. Right, right. Yeah. He's protecting you. Mm-hmm. And that growl. So that fear that we have for the Lord is more of like a reverence. Like, man, he's protecting me. He, yeah. he's the one that can, can take care of this situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, to answer the question, you know, how do you handle the storms in your life and business is, um, we got to make sure, you know, we have, Have Jesus on the boat. Mm -hmm. And then, if you do have Jesus on the boat, remember, Mm -hmm. he set the GPS. (laughs) So you're all good. You know, you're all good. He knows the storm is going to be there. He knows that Galilee, where they went down, there was going to be that type of storm because there always are, especially that path they took. So Mm -hmm. they, and I think the fishermen, they're all fishermen. So they understand, like, hey, this path and this type of storm take people out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so there are situations in business and and life and and relationships we're going to go in. We know this type of situation can take us out out Mm -hmm. we've seen it we're fishermen i'm we know this this type of situation that happened like this it's very familiar and Mm -hmm. you know this is a sinker yeah right this is a sinker and when you know it's a sinker when the bill the boat is filling up with water Mm -hmm. you know it's a sinker so when it's a sinker you better Mm -hmm. go wake up jesus
1: so just to have perspective on that for our listeners rich um when the boat is sinking in uh when the water is filling up the boat tell me a situation in life that that um that relates to you like what kind of situations people might be in for me it's like kind of like um moments when well it depends when you're gonna if you're gonna get fired it's for something you know you did or whatever but god taking it well god taking you out of that or what's a uh, for, for you
0: specific um i think the biggest thing in life is like relationships okay right so whether it's you and your your boss or if it's uh, not me boss but like you and your father you you know you and a sister or you and a friend or you and your wife or you and your girlfriend. So I think the scariest things are when you, especially in like marriages, you know, when you have a marriage and that thing could be a sinking moment and, you know, that's, that's a destroyer, right? (laughs) You know, everything you're building, especially if you're in a long marriage, um, could be 20 years. Um, you know, if, you know, and we all go through it, me and my wife, we have situations where our, our relationship may feel like a sinker. Sure, And those are the moments that we can't grab the helm and think, oh, Jesus on the boat. He set the GPS. Yeah, I'm, we're all yeah. good. No, mm-hmm. we need to wake him up. Whether we're screaming, why are we doing this or not? But make sure right. you wake him up yeah 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 like wake him up so he can step in and take that storm and shut it up yeah yeah that's what he did he 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 said peace be still i think back if you were to say that today he would say yo shut up <laughs> that's what he would have said he would have like y'all making too much noise i'm trying to sleep you're bothering my people We, we i got the, do you remember who i am yeah, yeah. like <laughs>
1: This is a Richie's translation. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, but that's what he said. He's, he said, you know, peace mm-hmm. be still. And yeah. he looked at them and said, I'm your pit bull. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's uh, how I handle storms, uh, how I hope to handle storms. Because yeah, sure. like I said, I've yeah. been that guy who didn't wake him up. And uh, so just a reminder even to myself and to anybody listening, is just, it's okay to wake him up. Yeah. yeah. Go to him. Mm-hmm. wake him up you know and uh he'll 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 help you get yeah. to the the gps the gps
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> location that's awesome awesome well one so, thing that stood out to me Richard, before we get to the sec- second stream is that uh giving three perspectives uh that kind of uh gave me a switch in my head where um if you're going through um, a situation and a season in your life, you know, um, having one perspective, and that's the only, you know, is the only one, if you only have one perspective, that's the one you're doing, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put yourself in two pos- different positions, and look at life in a different lens, or a different way uh, of thinking, you know, that that uh, it, it brings you hope, it gives you hope uh, um, that If you're a believer, you know, hoping Christ, uh, that's the -hmm. the main thing that, you know, he's going to get you through something. Um, But just for uh, just for people tackling life, I think it's good to it's good to have different perspectives. Especially business
0: owners, because things in life can affect business. And as a business owner, you have lives on the boat with you. So it's kind of like you're the captain of a boat. Mm -hmm. So it's very important as business owners to, I think, have Jesus on your boat. And mm-hmm. if you're a non-believer in the faith, you know, um, try to look at this and say, hey, it's, it, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Because if I'm sinking, who, who am I waking up?
1: Right, right. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Ooh, that one is a little beefy. But yeah. uh, let's head into our second uh, stream, Rich. We are going down the stream in business. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> what should I do ooh, when a homeowner does not pay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh,
0: I get this question a lot from like subs and different contractors like yeah like richie like how how do you get them to pay like and the honest truth is we've been in situations that um you know there there are a lot of struggles um and learning experiences on finalizing that those some the payments you know it's yeah. it's real rough um if you go through a whole project and you're at the end you've completed it and the homeowner is holding back money on you um so that's really rough man that's a hard place to be and, and imagine if you have two or three of those that could mm. really hurt a business um on the other side of the token i can all, also understand where homeowners can have the disconnect on how, why should I pay him if I feel this way about my projects? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that double perspective, right? It's like we're deciding on, right? Today, I think we're going to tackle, uh, what, how, um, what should I do when homeowners are not paying? Right. So not, we'll maybe tackle in the future about if subs aren't finishing, what should I do yeah. <laughs> as far as payments? Um, but, um, number one is, uh, I would say, it's very important as a contractor to have a payment strategy in place, a very clear contract and payment strategy. Mm-hmm. So for us at ATN, all things new, we make sure that we're very clear on our payment strategy. We yeah. make sure we we share the percentage of down payment uh to reserve a start date uh the next down payment to when the construction to start starts you got to have progress payments in place i think that's very important a lot of contractors like to do 50-50 50% 50 when you're done yep. but i think yep. it's very smart to break it up so you're getting paid as you go so the mm. if at the very end if they decide to hold a payment it's a it's a softer blow than 50% Sure. Right. Yeah, so I think yeah. progress ah. payments are very important. Just kind of slowly take the pace through it. And, it, and then it feels fair on both sides. Because yeah. 50 in the beginning is rough. You it's know? a big spot. That means a, mean
1: a big chunk. It's, yeah. it's a big
0: chunk. So, you know, 50 at the end, there was no communication. So now, but there are things a homeowner may feel that need to be complete and they may feel the obligation to hold it. So, you know, I think that's very important from the beginning, have yeah. a clear contract payment strategy. So we have what's called down payment, uh, first day of construction, multiple progress payments. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to the end, we have what's called substantial completion payment. So that's Mm -hmm. so they can move into the space. We do a walkthrough, get a punch list document. We do have a retainer to make sure we finish those punch lists. So it's a clear payment plan strategy right strategy so yeah it is it, and it just helps you get to the project that helps the homeowner build confidence as you finish milestones through your project yeah. and then it allows them to move in but still have a retainer for these small items that you need to complete so mm-hmm. it's just a fair transaction i think that's number one number two is have a, like, we use the NAHB, National Association of Home Builders standards. Okay. So we have a digital copy we give to the homeowner, but basically it's, it, goes through all the areas in construction and has a standard you need to complete it by. So there's Mm. a clear understanding where if you install cabinets and you're putting upper cabinets and one side is touching the ceiling, the other side is maybe a quarter inch gap and you kind of can see it, but the cabinets are level. Mm. So it's like, but the homeowner wants it a certain way. And then, but what's reality is the ceiling's off. So... The NH ah, the NAHB yeah. standards lets you know it takes the observation. You can look up cabinets. Tells yeah. you the observation. There's a gap. It'll tell you the tolerance because there are tolerances in construction mm-hmm. with framing with leveling things. For it's sure. not going to be perfect, but there are acceptable standards of tolerances. So gotcha. if it meets the tolerance, no further action by the contractor. But if it doesn't meet the tolerance, it shows what is the corrective measure and it tells you what to do. So that's what we use. So you're not stuck because a homeowner can take that how far to perfection right yeah and yeah. you need a place to draw that black and white line and Ooh. what we use is the NAHB standards
1: that's good for both the builder and it the- is
0: it's because sometimes homeowners are not trying to be mean they just don't they need to be educated on tolerances yeah. and know where yeah. the standard is right so mm-hmm. that that is how we define that line but now say if you meet the standards yeah you have even a clear payment strategy in place, and they're still not paying. Ooh,
1: this is a tough one. This now, is we're a tough getting, now
0: we're getting deep. So, how do you handle the situation? Um, there's a couple things you can do as a contractor you can file a lien on the home, homeowners don't want that.
1: Oh, we're getting legal, guys.
0: No, I mean, you—if it comes to a point where you have exhausted all your reaching, exhausted yeah. hitting punch <laughs> list, and they're just like, "No, it's a one thirty second. I want it perfect," and mm-hmm. you're like, "You cannot because the material's not allowing it because some yeah. tiles are just a grade. Basically. Yeah, they have a yeah. grade tiles where there's some warpage, and you just cannot get the lippage perfect for tile companies. And so, mm-hmm. where do you, you know, that's where the NAHB comes into place. But, mm-hmm. um, you know how far can it go to perfection? Right. So there has to right. be this tolerance level has to be all this stuff. But if you meet everything and mm. you're in a, an honest place yeah. and the homeowner still not paying you and not being honest, like what if the homeowner hit a situation? We had a client one time mm. that told us she came home crying and we were at the end of the project in mm. my head. I had this feeling we're not getting paid. I don't know why, but I was like, Oh my gosh, she knows who she yeah. is. And she hears this, but um, God bless her heart. Her she was uh, her client died where she was expecting that payment to help oh, finalize no. the payment she actually had a client die so she was yeah, crying yeah. for mourning but i think crying too cuz she yeah. was trusting in this income that's not there right now yeah, so yeah. you know she was very open her and her husband talked yeah. to us me and tiffany came up with a payment plan for them and extended it for a very a uh, long time at a low, uh, the lowest amount we could. We underst- like we worked with her, yeah, right yeah. in that situation, and and that's tough. So I think that's very important. If there's communicate. Yeah. Try to work it out. You know, try to find a way. But there has to be the communication. But if you have a homeowner that's yeah. not <laughs> communicating, like what it is, just basically, I ain't paying you because it ain't perfect, and yeah. you met every standard. You met it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put a lien on the home. Yeah, yeah. And if you put a lien on the home, and that judgment clears. You can take possession of the home.
1: Whoa, that's squat That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's If you crazy. don't pay
0: it in a certain the time that it's that they put in place, you can because it is. It's your property that you purchased and you yeah. put in there.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's
0: the that's the mechanics lien. Is that's, that's mine. I always make a joke, like if people don't pay, I'm just gonna go get back what's mine. I'm just gonna go demo it.
1: That's wild. That's madness.
0: It is madness. And it's a scary place to be for homeowners. So. I, I
1: couldn't imagine why they wouldn't just pay it after saying something like that.
0: Yeah. it's uh, That's it, nuts. But, you know, and then there's a the next level where you can actually sue a homeowner. And likewise, mm-hmm. you know, there's another side, too. And I want to share the perspective of the homeowner uh-huh. having a bad contractor and how to handle that. But from a contractor's level, I think it's very important to know your what to do and your rights. Um, yeah. Suing is is... Like, depending on the amounts and stuff like that, suing, it might cost a lot of money, a lot of lawyer money. So we've never sued. We've never put a mechanics lien on a home. We've always, we've had homeowners that wouldn't want to pay. We've definitely had those that just, they just would not pay. And we, we put together a beautiful product, but they just. At the end, they just, for, I don't know, maybe they're not sharing like that other client did. Maybe they're in a situation where they didn't have the money and trying to fight their way out of it. But, uh, at the end of the day, we keep, we just keep pushing, keep meet, trying to meet the expectations. And finally, if we can try to work it out, sometimes it's better. Say if I'm just going to throw a number out there, but boy, maybe your last payment's Mm $25,000. It's better to take 17 than to get nothing. So sometimes it's better to say, what can you pay? You know, or, you know, something where you can work it out and just close the deal and just say, look, you know, let's just try to find a way to meet halfway because it's better to get 17,000 than Mm -hmm. to be out completely 25,000. Right. So, um, yeah, fine filing a mechanics lien sounds scary, but it's true. And um, it's very important, you know, for homeowners to make sure they get unconditional lien waivers from contractors. I'll just sneak mm. that in for you for homeowners. If they, if you do pay your contractor, make sure you get an unconditional lien waiver so they can't claim you didn't pay them.
1: Guys, uh, Richie is, uh, taking in clients for business coaching. Um, <laughs> he's charging, was it hundred an hour? Something
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not charging you anything come we'll to gotta, the podcast come your, to the podcast guys yeah. if you're
1: a business owner i'm telling you this is good stuff to know i mean as a homeowner you'd want to know uh, what happens if you don't pay yeah That's and crazy. it's even i don't think they know that and
0: even scarier is if you pay your general contractor and we don't pay our subs the subs can put a lien on the home yo that. And they may not even not know. So that's scary as a homeowner. Like if your project's fifty grand, you paid your contractor fifty grand, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get letter in the mail that you have three liens on your home. It's cause the contractor, the contractor never paid the, the subs and they have the legal right to put the lien on your home because that's where they put their property.
1: Well, good thing these systems are in place, right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> so so it saves yeah. everyone from, you know, just kind of wrongdoings.
0: I but guess, yeah. you know, homeowners pay your contractors understand your NA HB standards. So if they meet it, like we need to move forward. Like we we're not banks, but mm-hmm. we have to play banks all the time. We yeah. we are always in debt, you know, not debt, but we're always ahead of what we should be paid. Mm-hmm. You know, so we always need, you know, some kind of progress payment, you mm-hmm. know, to to make sure we're not banking your job all the time. You know, yeah. we have the resources and and the asset and the money to to fund the project but that's that's not construction construction should be paid progressively as you hit those key components so i think uh some projects get so large we need to be mindful of uh homeowners please help help your contractor out and pay them through but i get it 50 50 is a hard thing to do try to work out a progress payment plan with your contractor
1: super good learns rich this is good 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 beefy (laughs) stuff today um Real quick, we have a little bit more time, but uh, we're gonna head to our third quick stream. Yeah, Um, construction, construction, guys. Why shouldn't I buy Ryobi tools?
0: Oh my gosh! So, (laughs) I made a comment in the first podcast that you know the DIYers and dads, dads. the home dads, the dad life, the dad life, was the Ryobi tool tool and. uh, now we're getting the question like what's wrong with ryobi yeah, yeah. I, I think some people um are like, may have a
1: uh, ticket the wrong way maybe, no yeah. i
0: think the, they have ryobi so <laughs> so
1: um, first, we're the stream, guys.
0: first and foremost i apologize to my ryobi um owners because ironically um ryobi is owned by Tektronix, which also owns milwaukee it's a hong kong uh you know manufacturer so honestly the same, crea- the same creator and manufacturer owns Milwaukee and Ryobi. Mm. So what's the like? Why aren't? Why is there two different types of tools? Why are there? Why don't they just make one? Yeah, right. Mm. So, um, so really, we can't. I can't as a a, a, a guy on the red team. Yeah. I can't really down Ryobi. Those are like my little brothers, yes. right? <laughs> So in all reality, I'm a fan of Ryobi. I, it just, uh, um, it's uh, the difference is uh, when Tektronix puts these two things together, yeah. there's one made for the professional grade and there's one made for the DIYers. And they say that it's more about what they put on the tool yeah, um, and the cost of the tool, right? So you don't want. You don't, as a homeowner, you don't want to be spending $300 for a drill when there's one out there for a hundred that can meet your demand.
1: Meet. Yeah. But that's what it is, right?
0: Yeah. But if I buy the Ryobi where I got to use my screw gun eight hour days, every Mm. single day, Tektronix decided to create a brand where they don't put all the bells and whistles, the bigger motor, you know, the longer lasting life, the longer lasting battery, all these type of things. They, they said, let's serve both worlds. Yeah. We need the professional grade. We need the um, guy at home that doesn't want to spend $300 on a drill. and it's not going to use it on an eight-hour day.
1: Exactly. Every That's day That's what of I
0: going to say. Yeah, you're not going to be using it daily on a no, daily basis. No, no. So Ryobi is the perfect dad tool. And mm-hmm. so my joke... From podcast number one is <laughs> as a professional, your tool is not going to last to meet the demand. So, yeah,
1: and that's something you can say because it's a it, you've been on the field and you you understand what kind of tools work and what kind of tools are the perfect ones for the job, right?
0: Yeah, um, and I will disclose that you know I own three Ryobi tools that are probably better than any other battery tool on the market, better than a a Milwaukee tool, Milwaukee tool, Makita or a Dewalt. You know, because the Dewalt, Makita, and Milwaukee are the are the professional grade s- set tools, right? Mm-hmm. Um, battery operated tools they they just can last last through the mud, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there are specific ones that I don't use that much and perform very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three that I own um, is the pin nailer. It's a twenty three gauge nail. You barely can see the nail, but you mm-hmm. need it when you're putting together specific panels and trims and you don't want to see the nail hole, Mm. um, you can use what's called a pin nailer and they have a battery operated one, which is very, um, scary to use because you need power with the pin nail to really, you know, push through some hardwoods and certain things. Uh, you need the power. So a battery operated pin nail versus a pneumatic, you know, I've tried Makita's, I tried different ones and you know, the nail doesn't always go through the hardwood all the way, but, but Ryobi pulls, pulls it off. So, that's my my Ryobi tool. Another one is the battery operated caulking gun. Mm. I mean, I don't need to spend you know three hundred bucks on a, a one. I'm barely ever going to use it. You know, yeah. I use it specifically when so we're caulking showers. Tool, yeah. yeah, I have a Ryobi caulking gun, battery oper- operated caulking gun. And the last one I have is the hot glue gun, battery operated hot glue gun. Mm. So we use those usually when we're want to tack something up to allow it because it's so fast setting. So like baseboard yeah. on concrete, instead of uh-huh. drilling screws into the concrete, which is a lot of work and it's not efficient, we glue it and push it up. But sometimes you need corners to hold together. You can use hot glue to hold it. So the mm-hmm. glue in the back can set, have time to set. Cause the hot glue is a quick like moment to put it together. So um, what I hate about hot glue guns is you always got to plug them in. And then you got to drag around the cord and try to use yeah. them when you're doing certain trims. But yeah. having a battery operated hot glue gun is yeah. amazing because then it's 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 battery it's convenient. There's, there's no yeah. cords. It can go yeah. can go wherever you want. So um all disclosed <laughs> i have three ryobi tools um uh, i am a fan of it for for the dad life i think it's very important not to overspend mm-hmm. on tools you don't need i think it's a perfect fit for your diyers but there are some specific tools in there depending on what you do in the professional yeah. world those tools might be ideal for your everyday budget of tool buying yeah well so, it's,
1: a, it's a similar to cameras rich uh, there's certain camera brands that have have good um, that they have strengths in, so like autofocus or low light, whatever it is. But the main thing is buy the perfect tool for the perfect job. I mean, for the job.
0: Yeah, right. That's it. You nailed it. Yeah, nailed so, it.
1: You nailed it. Nailed it with the with a RYOBI. With the Ryobi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pin nailed it, man. You, <laughs> <laughs> we got. Well, yeah, that, uh, that's the thing. Just buy the perfect. Um, you know, every tool has a. a um, utilizes its full potential in mm-hmm. a specific job That's, That's all it. it is Yeah, it. But um, yeah, thanks for
0: uh, <laughs> Did it man Yeah, Thank you Ray uh, Thank you for uh, getting on uh, the boat I yeah. felt like we had a good This was a good Wednesday, good good Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, It's always it's awesome. nice,
1: always good uh, This some beefy stuff um, Guys, once again, just a reminder If you are a homeowner or a business owner uh, Please uh, uh, get on the podcast Or uh, tell your friends about it uh, We'd love for you guys to spread the news um, but Richie that's going to do it for this when is episode 7
0: episode 7 so next week we are have a special guest hey it's uh you know the last episode of the month every 4 episodes we bring in a guest so surprise guest next week surprise surprise 6am in the morning uh, every Wednesdays right yep that's yeah. it every Wednesday alright guys see you on the boat I come from a pool family day